Let it rip. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. While you were sleeping, while you were sweeping, I mean, while you were sleeping, we started the show talking about the Yankees getting swept by the, I'm sorry, I had to, it's <laughs> all that smack talk that a lot of the Yankee fans were talking, it's not all Yankee fans, obviously, the, the for the real Yankee fans, I do feel your pain. For the ones who talk trash for no reason toward me. Enjoy the sweep, you suckers! Okay, back to our regularly scheduled content. Anyway, the Yankees get swept by the Astros in four games in the ALCS, ending the baseball season here in New York in disappointing fashion. But the main theme, and you know, we've talked about for the last couple of hours, anything you might have missed, you can check out on the free Odyssey app. The Yankees overachieved this year when you think about it. They weren't that good. I never thought they were as good as their run early on where everybody was comparing them to 98. You know, we were wondering in season after they started to struggle, what is this team exactly? And they just weren't any good. That's the, or weren't good enough. I shouldn't say they weren't any good. They did win 99 games and won the division, went on to win the division series. But there were signs along the way. Injuries are not an excuse. Look, it would have been nice to have Ben Attendee and LeMahieu there. I understand that. That's not an excuse. That's not why they lost. They are not even close to as good as the Astros are. In the end, they just weren't good enough. That's the bottom line. I think because of the regular season running away with the division basically wire to wire, that maybe made some of us think the Yankees were better than what they were. But it's the same old story with this team. They don't hit in the postseason. Guys that do in the regular season, Aaron Judge, don't in the postseason. Now, Glaber Torres has been a bust for a while in both the regular season and the postseason, but he's part of the problem. He started to get going in September and didn't do anything in the postseason. Obviously, you know about Donaldson, Stonk. And we go up and down the order with guys who did not get the job done. It's, it's the same old story. And from 2017, where the Yankees took the Astros to Game 7 of the ALCS, they've only regressed. They've only furthered themselves from the Astros. The Astros have pulled away. The Yankees have gotten worse. The Astros have gotten better. How's that possible? 2019, it took six games after seven and 17, and now it's taken four games for the Astros to dismiss the Yankees. So if I'm the Yankees' hierarchy, i got to be thinking to myself, something needs to change here. And really last year was the time for it because – Prior to last season, the Yankees coming off of 2020, they used the disappointing season or the disappointing end of 2020 and chalked it up to the pandemic-shortened season. Cashman doubled down. I thought it was time for a change in philosophy. Too many strikeout hitters, too many all-nothing. They doubled down, and they had a bad regular season. Barely made the playoffs. Then they lose in the wild card. That was the time to make changes. Cashman, Boone, changed the entire organizational philosophy. They didn't. They go out there this offseason knowing that they needed to improve up the middle, as they said, and they did nothing to address it. I mean, unless you think trading for Isaiah Kiner-Falefa was that big move. This is the New York Yankees here. 
Josh Donaldson and Connor Falefa are your big additions in the offseason? They didn't upgrade enough. Catcher, shortstop, third. They downgraded, matter of fact, at third. Cashman said it was going to be an upgrade both offensively and defensively. Give me Gio Urshela back, will you? Yankees didn't do enough. And now what? Where do they go from here? How can you tell me that you have faith in Boone, Cashman, the Yankees front office, the the ownership? How do you have faith that they're going to go out there and get, you know, on the free agent market, are they going to actually spend this year? And this has been going on for years. Really, it dates back to acquiring John Carl Stanton in 2018, which I hated that move. They already had Aaron Judge. You don't need another one of them. Could have had Machado, who we all thought the Yankees were going to get. Wrong. Oh, they're going to go after Bryce Harper? No, nah, not even a little bit. No, no interest. The old Yankees, the Yankees that I grew up hating, they'd have had both those guys. Oh, we haven't been to a World Series in what? Five years? Seven years? Whatever it was at the time of the free agent with Machado and Harper. Oh, let's go get them both. Machado and Harper. Okay, done. And last year in particular. Because last year was, or this, you know, this most recent offseason, it was a clear need. The Yankees were coming off of a very bad year needing to make some big moves, and they did nothing of the sort. And here we are. Yeah, they made it to the championship series. If you're into that, good for you. It was an entertaining season as far as Judge goes. It was nice to see them win the division, a division where I think other teams disappointed. Toronto was not as good as people thought. The Rays, you know, not as strong this year. You give the Yankees credit, but they overachieved in the regular season. They were fortunate to get by Cleveland in the five games of the division series. They did, but it shouldn't have taken five games. And then they got swept by the Strohs, showing that they're nowhere near the level of the Astros. So now what? How do they How do they close that gap? How do they get better than the Astros? Time for a change. Oh, and by the way, their best player is going to hit the open market as soon as free agency opens up at the end of the World Series. And there's even some talk. This shows you how far the Yankees have fallen, the mighty Yankees. There's even some talk the judge might get a better offer elsewhere. Not that he wants to leave, not that he's going to leave, but there is a possibility. You know in the old days that would never happen. It's different with these Yankee teams. I was brainwashed because I grew up during that dynasty, and I always believed the Yankees are going to go get the best of the best and do anything it takes to win. While they've been extremely successful as being a consistent organization being in the playoffs every year. I mean, 24 of the last 28 years is remarkable. A remarkable achievement. For the Yankees, though, it's not enough. And other teams have been better. Maybe not in the playoffs as much, but better as far as winning the World Series or at least getting to a World Series. 877-337-6666. Chris calling from Beacon. What's up, Chris? Yo, Sal, what a beautiful morning it is. Good morning, my neighbors. Did you get some good sleep in? I mean, sleep in, Chris? Oh, yeah, I'm very busy calling you guys. A lot of sleep will call it. So it's hard to get in. But <laughs> I think someone called you on Friday talking about the ALCS was over. I don't know who that was. I know it got Oh, popular, yeah, that's right. Oh. You did say that. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, I didn't know it was going to be a little sleepy. I thought it was going to be in five. But, you know, they, you know, Ash was pulled off a little quicker than, than I thought. But, uh, um, yeah, just uh, quickly on – before I get to, you know, quickly on the uh, the series and then Judge, 
you know, I got to address the, the, I call it the, the fringe Yankee fans. You know, I know it's not all the Yankee fans. I'm talking about the ones after game three talking about, um, at least I'm not a Mets fan. Good night. Those are the ones right. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the ones that are waking up with their pillow wet today, looking up in the, in the ceiling, like Steve Carell and, uh, Julio Virgin talk about this is going to be bad because you're heading to work. Okay. And you're going to have, you know, Mets fans all in the break room, you know, sweeping the floors who never clean a day in their life right in front of you all day. <laughs> you know, the here's the, here's the thing though. Is, but, but here's the problem with the trash talk, and this is why I don't get into the back-and-forth stuff. I think it's nonsense, especially for talk show hosts to be doing that stuff. You could always find an argument. I don't care that the Yankees are the winningest franchise in the history of the sport. You'll always find an argument to get on the fans or make fun of for whatever. Same thing with the Mets. Nobody deserves to talk trash unless you win the World Series, and guess what? Even that, that gets old. I could still talk trash to a Braves fan for the way that they ended their season this year. The, the back-and-forth stuff... I don't enjoy it. I know why you're saying it, Chris, and the Yankee fans were going hard at the Met fan when the Mets got bounced, and now they're going to get a little bit of payback. But, I mean, it's just a never-ending circle of, to me, stupidity. It is, because they only got four hours of sweep last night. But enough with them, okay? <laughs> they, uh, they're basically, you know, and the only reason I say that is because, look, they laugh at us because we're on the rise, and we're going, and they don't know where they're going right now. They're trying to dismail anything, but enough on the sweeping, all the sweeple out there. It's not, they, we can talk about that another day. The, the point of matters with this series, it was they were just overmatched with everything. You you had Dusty Baker who basically had the lineup set the whole series, and it looked like the Yankees were just out of control every day. They're changing the lineup. These are not robots out there. These are humans playing, and you're messing the continuity of the team by having different lineups and everyone different leadoff batters and changing the whole thing throughout the whole series. They didn't know what they were doing, and, and people are calling about Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone ain't making these decisions. These are the 100 people upstairs that are saying, okay, this picture's up. Let's put this lineup now. All right, let's put these people in this order together, and let's do this. Because obviously they're all out of whack because they're just putting different people up the whole game. The whole, you I mean, the can't, whole, the whole you, game. Yeah, you can't have a lineup. And thank you for the call, Chris. Uh, I know you enjoyed your sleep last night. Um, you can't have different lineups like that. That is it, – it's and it's not – by, I mean, I know it is by design. They're the ones who made the lineups, but you, you can't have that happen in the playoffs. You have to figure out before then. The Yankees, what were they doing in September? The division was under control. You knew that they weren't going to lose the division. How were they not figuring out what their lineup would be? Well, Mayhew's not there. Ben Attendee's not there. You're telling me they couldn't figure it out? But their lineups change in the postseason. Once something didn't go right, oh, Oswaldo Cabrera looks uh, looks lost. Cabrera looks lost. Let's move him down or get him out. Oh, let's bring back Connor Falefa after we took him out. There's no consistency they, it's it's almost panic moves. They're thinking way too much in the playoffs. You got to have some consistency. Ride it out. How many different hit, uh, leadoff hitters? How many different shortstops? How many different left fielders? How many different DHs? They're all over the place with these lineups. It's, it wasn't the Yankees went out in embarrassing fashion. Like I said, they overachieved. If anything, you should give Boone credit for overachieving with this bunch. Tom is calling from Lindenhurst. What's up, Tom? How are you doing? Love your work on SMY, by the way. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate that. No, no problem at all. Listen, 
Well, let's just hope that he's on a diehard Yankees. I'll go back to Mickey Mantle. I actually saw him play a little bit past his prime, but, you know, I actually saw him play at the old Yankee Stadium. So I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. I remember the stuff Merrill years and whatnot. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, I remember the whole thing. Let's just hope that the Met fans in town don't start chanting 2009 like the Honda fans chanted 1940 for the Rangers till they won the Cup in 94, right? Let's just hope that doesn't happen. Anyway, oh, that's stupid. Uh, that, that, that's all, yeah, that stuff is stupid to me, the chanting back and forth. I know. I know. Look, no, look, I agree. 2009, I agree and, and, and Tom, as you know, 2009 is not that long ago, but for the Yankees who no, were held to this – yeah, they're they're held to this ridiculously high standard. It, it's 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 not it's not right, but that's the reality of the situation yeah, with the Yankees. And you're, you're right about what's going to happen now. Let me tell you this: let the bidding war begin. Now you're not going to believe what I'm think, been thinking about ever since they lost. They got swept, and I knew they're going to lose to Houston. They use a better all around team at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Imagine team that lets uh, Cole go, let Springer go, let Correa go. Uh, Sal, they may actually be better. They may actually be I a better they are. team. You're right. Imagine letting those guys go and they're actually better. I can't believe I'm scratching my head here. I'm saying, what the heck? So this is what I have. Listen to and this. And they were cheating. I mean, they, they stopped yeah, cheating I, and they got rid of all those guys. Well, we assume they stopped cheating. And, and that's better. the worst. And that's the worst indignity, Steve, to have a team like that celebrate on your home turf. Okay, like the Florida Marlins did, like the Red Sox did in 2004. I don't want to remember about that. I want to forget about that as soon as possible. Let me say this to you. Let the bidding war begin. The only way they can beat the Houston Astros, okay, they have, the Yankees have to sign DeGrom. They have to re-sign Judge. All right, just go all out. Steinbrenner, forget about the luxury tax. Do you want to win a championship or you're satisfied with just getting to the playoffs every year? Okay, jump to you. All right, that's the only way you're going to beat this, I think, and get well, Lemayu back. Grom, to, how yeah. does Degrom fix the offense, though? Well, that's the thing. You got to get and well, you got to get more contact here. It's like Lemayu's got to stay healthy, and I like to see Ben Intendi play a little more. You got to still, and you know, Torres got to play. It's ironic that Stanton was one of their yeah, they best trade. players. They they got to trade Torres and maybe even trade Stanton too. They got to change it up, Tom. Can't be the same thing. You want to go sign yeah. players? And by the way, do you have confidence that the Yankees are going to sign anybody outside of Judge if they sign Judge? They, well, that's what I'm saying. They, uh, no, uh, I don't, Stein and, that, and that's why Steinbrenner's got to different. change his philosophy. He's got to no, change Yankees, his philosophy. Does he want to win or what? No, well, you know? he hasn't shown. He, he says it, but he hasn't acted on it. They talk about it, but they haven't acted on it. Not like his father, anyway. Now, I hate to bring up that comparison, but that's what we're comparing it to. That's how the Yankees used to operate. Why we haven't won a World Series in what two years? Go get Sabathia, Teixeira, and Burnett. Yeah, you know, obviously, I know the difference is a little bit more than that, but we're being facetious here. Yankees used to go out there and. Go all in. They have not gone all in, whether it's trades at the deadline. You know, I joked and called them the bronze bombers to start the year. Do you remember that? This was before the Yankees. This was the bronze bombers. And the reason was because they settled settled for less than. They had an opportunity to go get Seager or Correa or whoever you thought was the top shortstop on the market. They traded for Kiner Falefa. Now, I know Rizzo turned out to be a solid signing and a very good Yankee, but the talk then was Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson, and then Rizzo. The Yankees kept settling for the bronze. And in the end, it turned out 
They are the bronze bombers. Barely taking home the bronze. That's not good enough. That's not good enough for the Yankees. And the other problem that you're going to have is that there's an owner now on the other side of town that goes all in. Now, they didn't at the deadline, but that was for different reasons. They didn't want to trade the prospects. We're going to see this offseason how all-in Steve Cohen's going to be. But according to what everybody's saying is he wants to spend, continue to spend the way that they did last year. And they spent big. That would be my concern, is that what's going to change within the Yankee organization? It's more than just, oh, sign DeGrom. Great, sign DeGrom. Then what? You're going to bring back Torres and Stanton and Donaldson, who's back? And what, Cabrera, more seasoned? Have Peraza play short next year? Hope that Judge can get it going in the postseason? Think about it. If the Yankees brought back a similar, if not same exact, a similar team, Rizzo back, you want him. Stanton's not going anywhere. Judge, Bader, are you going to ride with Glaber again, Donaldson? I mean, we're talking about basically the same team. Yeah, LeMahieu would be healthy. Okay, fine, so he'll be there. Maybe they add one other player. Peraza at short. I mean, maybe they figure it out. Something else out. Well, what's going to happen again? Let's say they win 105 games, win the division. What's going to happen in the postseason? It's going to be the same question. Can they hit in the playoffs? The answer every year since 2017 has been no. Not enough. Barry is calling from Brick, New Jersey. What's up, Barry? Hey, how are you doing, Sal? How are you, Barry? I'm doing pretty good. Um, you know, all things considered, this is definitely a extremely disappointing series. I mean, uh, you know, here we were uh, finally being able to get some revenge on, on Houston. You know, uh, you know. After all that, I was like, you know, yeah, we're we're definitely going to bring this into you know into Game Seven. We got to, you know, we we got to at least make it just as competitive as it was uh, five years ago against them. And they literally, you know, they crawled into a, a fetal position and they they literally just let the Astros run all over them. It was embarrassing. It's, I've never been embarrassing. Embarrassing, Barry, and I'll let you finish in a second. I just want to say this before I forget. Embarrassing is the right word, and I tweeted it out before, and I didn't even say anything bad. I just said, that's embarrassing. I'll be on the fan. And Yankee fans spewed their hate and spewed their BS and immature nonsense. But it was embarrassing. That's the Yankee way, you know, to to all of a sudden disappear when it comes, you know, playoff time, the most important time. It's like these are the the opposites of the 98 Yankees. They're like, you know, when, when, when when their time is up, they, instead of, you know, rising to the occasion, they they collapse. That's what they are. They're they're you know like like you were saying, Glaber Torres. My God, I I don't remember any Yankee in, in in a very long time, as far as I can remember. Actually, that that's been more of a disappointment. You know, he's I, been I remember terrible. He's he, been he a was buzz. supposed to be the second. Yeah, he was supposed to be the second coming of Jeter. I remember well, right. or, or something well, you know along the lines of that. You know, oh, he was supposed um, to be a superstar player. That was the yeah. that was their big get at the 2016 deadline. You know what makes it more embarrassing though, Barry, where Brian Cashman goes out there and rips the Astros, saying that they cheated and stole a yeah. World Series from us. That's, when Pedro Martinez indicative. goes on the post game afterward and says, "Hey, Yankee fans." Who's your daddy? When Martin <laughs> Maldonado on the field says they wanted Houston, they got Houston, and they got swept. That's embarrassing. If you're not yeah. embarrassed as a Yankee fan, uh, you're not really a Yankee fan. I, you know, I, it, it's weird. I, 
I'm trying to pinpoint when exactly did their season, like all of a sudden, you know, turn around into you know being a bad season. I recall it's, it, it's been around like the the uh, the July 31st uh, trade deadline. For for some reason, after they got rid of Gallo, I'm, I'm you know it's not that he had a positive you know um, you know positive uh, at bat or anything like that, but I think in the clubhouse there was something to it that they liked, and the same with Montgomery. I'm, I'm not saying that's why they failed, but for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Something occurred around that time that caused this whole team chemistry that they've had in the first half to all of a sudden, you know, not happen. And they've never recovered since. It, well, it, it could have been that. Or, and thank you for the call, Barry, maybe, you know, Trevino comes back down to earth, Carpenter getting hurt. But, you know, like I said, I always felt like he would come back down to earth anyway. Donaldson still not getting it going. I, I don't, you know, remember the Yankees did pick it up. And Stanton hurt. He's always hurt. Yankees did pick it up. Those two games against Tampa, they lost that Friday night game, and everybody was like, uh-oh, they might blow this freaking division. This is going to be an epic collapse. And then they come out right out of the gate in the first inning and light up the Rays. And they won both that Saturday and Sunday, and that basically put the division away. And they were on cruise control the rest of the way. They had plenty of time to get right, figure out their team, how they're going to look, and yet they show up in the postseason, and it's like they were caught off guard. They had no answers with the lineup. They like the revolving lineup. They like the ever-changing lineup. They overthink everything. It was an embarrassing end. It's okay to him. I mean, it happens, but that's embarrassing. You had That's why I thought Judge would take it personally and just feel like at some point he's going to will his team to a victory over this friggin' team for sending them home. Nope. More, even worse further embarrassment by getting swept the Astros celebrating in Yankee Stadium clubhouse on the field champagne celebrations literally brought out brooms in the locker room you're not embarrassed by that as a fan I don't know if I could call you a real fan brutal ending to the season for the Yankees there's no other way around it you want to paint a good picture oh this is not the you know oh the poor Yankees Hey, the upstart Yankees, what a bunch of overachievers. This is the New York Yankees. Sadly, because of the bad offseason they had, they might have actually overachieved. This team doesn't belong with 99 wins and a division win. Maybe they were a 90-win team in reality. That's what they looked like in the postseason. Maybe they were the last team in reality. They might have gotten beat by the Mariners had they played them in the first round. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Sometimes it's good to talk about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Sal Licata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. We'll get back into the football as now the baseball season has come to an end. We'll turn our attention to the great football season in New York. New York football rules. Who knew? Jets and Giants continue their successful starts to their season. Not even start anymore. Their successful seasons. 
How about the over-under numbers for each of those teams? Are they going to go past it in maybe week eight or week nine? Crazy. <clears throat> Giants was seven. They're at six and one, obviously, on the year. Jets was five and a half, and they already are at five. Uh, unfortunately, the injury to Brees Hall, which sucks, but we'll do the football, and I'll recap uh, week seven in the NFL. I look forward to that because I watched a lot of football yesterday. The way that it works out when you have the Jets and Giants separated at 1 o'clock, it's uh, separated at 1 and 4, oh, it's so much better. I'm able to focus on the Giants game at 1 and watch a couple of around-the-league games, and then, boom, Jets at 4 and around the league a little bit. I actually had the baseball on as well with the Phillies. Um, so we'll do plenty of football tomorrow. Today, obviously, a day for the Yankees. 877-337-6666. John is calling from Staten Island. What's up, John? Oh, thanks for taking the call. I just want to. I just want to go back to the Yankee fans blaming Boone and Cashman. I didn't remember seeing Boone at play any of these games. The players you, you have no heart. You might have wished he was at the plate. You, exactly. That's number one. Number two. There's only one Mister October, Sal, and you know who that is, Reggie. Yeah, wow, right. And I'll I mean, take they could... judge, and I'll take judge any time they want to get rid of him in Flushing. Right here, right now. Well, I mean, that's going to be determined what's going to happen. I don't think the Yankees or their fans want to get rid of Judge, John, and thank you for the call. They have to decide if he's going to be worth whatever the top team is going to offer. See, here's what's hard for me to believe. If the Yankees offer Judge $213 bucks. How much further are they going to go, or how much higher are they going to go in their offer? If the Giants come in at say three fifty, are the Yankees really going to go to three fifty when they valued the player at two thirteen just off of one season? I don't think it could change that much, but we're going to find out. And the Yankees got bigger issues. We're talking about issues. Assuming Judge comes back, what are they going to do to improve on their ball club? I just don't see it. How are they going to close the gap with the Astros? Unless they go out there and actually, you know, go get a big free agent or make some big trades. Not talking about Kiner Falefa, Josh Donaldson type trades. Talk about big trades. Joe is calling from Durant, New Jersey. What's up, Joe? Hey, Sal. Thanks for taking my call. Good morning. Good morning, Joe. Hey, um, I'm a Philly fan, and I'm trying to wrap my head around this World Series thing. I thought maybe I could call you, and you, because you touched on this before. My thing is, is how long is this pitching thing going to last? Is Rob Thompson, he, he does this seven pitchers uh, on Saturday night on game one of the series. Zach Wheeler, 83 pitches, they take him out. Last night, he gives up one single in the seventh inning, they take him out. How is this, is this system, is it going to be effective versus the Astros, do you think? I don't know. I mean, I can't look. I don't know how the hell the Phillies are in the World Series, but I would say that I like the way Thompson has kind of kept it to where they have the formula, a formula to go with starter in a good day, starter to Sir Anthony Dominguez. I know he didn't have it with the you know rain or whatever's throwing the wild pitches all over the place, but to him and then to Alvarado to close out the game. Wheeler has been a legitimate ace. I mean, you know, now they're going to be everybody's going to be fully rested. They'll be ready to go. So there should be no issues as far as that goes. 
I would, similar to what the Nationals did in 2019, I would look to just use my best pitchers as often as possible here. Don't mess around where you just have four wins to get one way or another. So, I I mean, can it last for one more series? Why not? You got four games to win. Right. But Noah Syndergaard, you know him very well. He's always been scary. How how are they only using him for an 11 pitch, one, two, three inning, and then they take him right out? Well, I don't think he's good anymore. Syndergaard that I know, Joe, and thank you for the call. I appreciate checking in. Good luck to your fills, even though I'll be rooting against them. Syndergaard is nowhere near the same pitcher that he was with the Mets in his prime when we saw him in the postseason in 2015 and 2016. He's nowhere near that. Could he be effective for a couple innings or an inning? Sure. But I can't complain with the way Rob Thompson has used his bullpen or used his rotation when the Phillies, I mean, they, they lost one game. Or two games, I guess. They lost one game to the Braves and then one game to the Padres. But think about what they've done in the postseason. How the hell are the Phillies in the World Series? Seriously. Come on, we watch baseball. What a waste of time. What a waste of six months. April, May, June, July, August, September. What a waste of time watching that regular season play out. It means nothing, the regular season. I know the Mets are better than the Phillies. You don't even have to ask me. It's There's no debate. The Mets are a better team, were and are a better team than the Phillies. All year long, 14 games better, as a matter of fact. And they owned them head-to-head. And yet the Phillies are in the World Series and the Mets are home and have been home for weeks. How's that possible? Terrible. They got hot at the right time. Now, look. The Phillies, you do have to give them credit because this is years in the making. When you say, how is it possible? Here's how. They had guts, if not you know, the word that I want to use that I'm not going to say because it's on the air and I don't want to you know, um, get in trouble. But gumption, guts, to go out there and trade for JT Real Muto. Where the Mets at the time were not operating like a real organization, certainly not one that's in New York. So they go get JT Realmuto. They sign Bryce Harper. They sign Zach Wheeler away. They sign Kyle Schwarber this offseason. Moves that up. Took a while. And now they're here. But still, based on this year where the Mets own them and the Phillies were just not very good, finishing 14 games behind the Mets and the Braves, now they're in the World Series? Come on. Eric is calling from Ron Conkama. Good morning, Eric. Yeah, good morning, Sal. And they also got David Robinson, who I know we were trying to get as well. But um, they made moves at the deadline too, adding Marsh, yeah. adding Robertson. Yep. So uh, look, I'm going to be rooting for Houston mainly because I, I want to see Dusty Baker get that elusive World Series. You know, uh, agree. You know, well, one one thing that you know I, I know you were mentioning a few minutes ago about uh, um, you know even though the the Astros cheated a few years back and whatever, I mean. They did add, uh, you know, the veteran manager, which I think is a big reason also too why they're they've improved from where they were, as opposed to, you know, to kind of staying the same or slightly better. I, I think that has a huge impact on uh, on uh, you know the the performance level. So uh, we're, we're getting back to a point now where teams are going to. You saw with Bochi, you've seen it now. The Mets had some success. Yep. With Show Walter, I think teams are going to start to hire, you know, actual managers again. I think it'd be great for the game too. Yeah, I mean, there's just no, no, 
look, there's always going to be room for da- for data and analytics to a certain extent, but there, there's no denying experience. I mean, you know, how can you, uh, you know, how, how can you, well, you, you just can't. I mean, it, it's the, I think everything has proven it to this point, um, you know, that, that it's, a, it's a huge, uh, you know, uh, you know, way to go with. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be rooting for that. And, you know, and the, the scary thing is, you know, with this series with the, you know, Houston and the Yankees, they also, too, they, they barely got anything out of Altuve except maybe the, the last game. And, and uh, Alvarez did nothing uh, throughout the series. And they, they still got swept. I mean, that's just, you know, the, those were the guys that, you know, you were really worried about, and they, they did essentially nothing. So it's, uh, yeah, they're just a deeper, better yeah. team. I mean, obviously they were more clutch. Pena is an absolute stud. They're just a better team. I mean, they had an answer every time with the Yankees. And top to bottom, whether you want to talk about bullpen, whether you want to talk about starters, I mean, uh, the lineup, they're just – and thank you for the call. As always, Eric, appreciate you checking in. They're better. The Yanks got – and you could say that the scores were close in these games for the most part. Uh, That does nothing for me. I mean, you lose, you lose. Yankees gave away game one where they had an opportunity and really were never able to get back to that point. They gave away game one. They got beat in game two, three-run homer. Hey, you know what? That happens. Bregman was the better player. Judge could have hit a three-run homer to change a game. He didn't. The Yankees offense did nothing in the first three games of the series. They scored four runs in three games. All it took was one swing for the Astros to win a game. Bad defense by the Yankees. The the Astros did what the Yankees used to do. You give them a little bit of a, you keep that door open a little bit, they kick it in. One error, that's it. Boom, done. Yanks finally actually got some hits last night, but it's way too little too late. They go up 3-0, and you're thinking, all right, well, wow, maybe the Yankees are going to extend this thing. And then Cortez, who everybody knew, I guess, what the Yankees knew that he was hurt, dealing with a hamstring, uh, dealing with a groin issue, and Boone left him in there to face Pena, threw him homer, it changed the game. And even with that, the Yanks still had a lead late and ended up blowing that too. They just weren't good enough. Simple as that. Not in any way, shape, or form. Mike is calling from Tampa. What's up, Mike? Hey, Sal. Uh, love the show. Totally agree with everything you've said about the Yankees. Um, the way they played, the, uh, the, the way the the ownership, the, the moves they don't make. Um, just, just since the typical previous Yankee years, I uh, just agree with everything you've said. I, I, I just want to, I'm in my mid 40s, so I've been a Yankee fan for a long time and, you know, watched the late 90s and, you know, all, all the way through. Um, where are the, my, my main question is, where are the legitimate left handed bats in this lineup? I know you talked about, you know, Giancarlo Stanton and uh, Giancarlo and Judge on the same team and the, the, the too much righty, but Nate. I just look back to the old teams, and I look. I think of Bernie, a switch hitter, Tino Martinez, Paul O'Neill, the pickups, the David Justice pickups, the Daryl Strawberries, the Tim Raines. 
And even in 2009, you had, you had, you had, you had Swisher, switch hitter, Teixeira, switch hitter, Cano from the left side. Matsui. I just don't see that on this team. Yeah. I mean, that was an issue going back before last year where everybody was talking about the Yankees aren't balanced enough with left-handed hitters. Then they went out there and got Gallo and got Rizzo. Rizzo would be that guy, clearly, right now. I mean, Carpenter was a left-handed bat that was healthy earlier in the year. But hes I can't even count Carpenter because he's a guy off the scrap heap that you should count zero on that happened to have a big year. Then the Yankees were hoping that he kept that going into the playoffs after not playing for two months, which to me just doesn't make any sense. But Rizzo's the guy, and I always thought that that was kind of overrated, that the Yankees needed more balance as far as having different type hitters in that lineup, contact type hitters. Remember, too, they did go out there and trade for Benatendi, and he got hurt. But basically, you're looking at with this team, Benatendi, Rizzo, and I guess Carpenter would be the three lefties. Yeah, def- definitely not enough. I mean, when they got Ben Attendi, I think he had three home runs. I-, I get it, they needed contact, but I just, it just doesn't seem. You made a great point about not getting Freeman and not getting Harper. Or, or, or how about Soto most recently? The old Yankee leadership or ownership would have went after these guys. Right, and maybe the Yankees could have. I know the Mets couldn't have gotten Soto, Mike, and thank you for the call. Yankees could have. If they decided, I would assume they could have, if they decided to give up, although I'm not 100% sure now that I think about it, maybe I read something that um, the Nats weren't interested in in Volpe or they didn't look at him uh, on that level or maybe even Dominguez. Anyway, I mean, the, the old Yankees would always go all in on whatever the best move was that offseason or that trade deadline. Always. Whether it's one guy, two guys, three guys, whatever. Top free agent, Yanks are in on him, good or bad. You know, whether the move resulted in, in great results or not, good or bad. The Yankees would always be in on it. And now they're not. It's like they're trying now to be somebody else. They're trying to be the Rays. They're trying to be the Astros instead of just being the Yankees. And what made the Yankees great Aggression, spending, trading, not accepting playoffs as a successful season. Yeah, we won a division. It's a great year. No, win it all or it's a failure. They're a great organization and have been for a long time. And you don't get to... 24 postseasons out of the last 28 years if you're not a great organization. And I'm sure that's what ownership looks at when you guys call and say, fire Cashman, fire Boone, or I could say, hey, it's time for a change. They look at us like we're crazy because they say, hey, where's the team in baseball that has had this this much sustained success and consistency as far as getting to the postseason? And they would be right in that regard. However, you look at this team and you know that it's not anywhere close to a championship team regardless of whether they got to the championship series or not. So how are they going to fix it? And for me, the biggest issue is the decision-making and the philosophy 
going into those decisions, the thought process of Cashman and the front office. That's where I think that they could use a change. The same way Cashman told Girardi after 2017, you did a great job. We love you. Thank you. Time for a new voice. That's how I feel about the Yankees and Brian Cashman right now. And I'd just be curious to see a new vision with this Yankee team, what that would look like. Where there are no emotional ties to certain players, whether it's Glaber Torres, whether it's Josh Donaldson, Gary Sanchez in years past, Kiner Falefa, somebody to come in and evaluate this team from the outside and say, this guy's no good, this guy's got to go, I don't like what this guy does, we need more of this and less of that. I want a new vision if I'm the Yankees. It's time. Tell us about the receipts you are keeping. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Sal, got it back on the fan. We'll finish up with your calls here before the warm-up show where it's Al and CeeLo in for Jerry on this Monday morning. Yankees get swept out of the ALCS. That's a wrap for Major League Baseball season in New York. Mets went home in the wild card round. Yankees go home in the ALCS. Back to the drawing board and free agency. You know, we'll start soon after the World Series. I think it's, what, five days or something like that after the World Series. So, And this is a World Series that's going to make New York sick. The Astros, who Yankees and their fans hate, and the Phillies, who the Mets and their fans hate. Yay! More hate. I don't. I honestly don't even want to watch the World Series. Now, I'm invested into it in the postseason this year yeah, because we've been watching it start to finish because of the local ties. So I guess I'll check it out. I'm intrigued even without having a bet on it, although maybe I will bet on it. And if I do, I'm going to bet the Astros. Um, although I don't want to jinx the Astros either. I got to be careful there. I, I don't want the Phillies to win the World Series. They don't deserve to win the World Series. You can't just get hot. Same thing with Atlanta last year. All of a sudden you get in and get hot. Oh, come on, another National League East team too? Eh. Anyway, Butch is calling from South Yonkers. What's up, Butch? Hey, Sal. What's up, man? And like you said, How are you, Butch? I'm all right, brother. Those, those six months you can't get back, man. It's the second season. Those teams don't show up. You know, when the lights come on, you got to play, and these teams didn't play. That's why they're at home right now. Right, but then, Butch, how are we supposed to go into next year and either, A, take the regular season seriously, or, B, know what a team is? If the Mets – just put the the shoes on the other foot here. If the Mets had the season that the Phillies had, finished 14 games back of the Braves and the Phillies, let's say, and they get into the postseason as a barely a wild card team, what would we be saying? All year long we'd be ripping the Mets. Oh, this team's not good enough. Yeah, they have some stars, but how could they finish this far back? Would they be lucky if they win a game? They're lucky to make the playoffs. Well, I mean, we'd be ripping them to shreds in the regular season. Now it's got to be, hey, you know what? Anything could happen. You could win 80 games or 87 games and get in and you're good to go. Get hot at the right time. I mean, look at all those teams. Look at the Dodgers. Won 111 games and they're sitting at home. You know, so come on. Like the, it means nothing. Seems like, but the, hey, these teams that how they got to retool and, and and like the Yankees, they don't have a set lineup, man. They keep running all these guys in and out. They overmanage, and that's why they're sitting at home. They got like they panicked. Well, they, they did panic. That's number one. But they're just not good enough. I mean, I don't think the Yankees were good enough talent wise to match up with the Astros. And if they bring Judge back, man, I wouldn't bat him second no more. He's not he's number, the best number two hitter was Derek Jeter, man. 
he's not that. Yeah, well, have him fourth or fifth. Maybe they could bring Jeter back. And thanks for the call, Butch. Good to hear from you as always. Maybe they could bring Jeter back and have him make the decisions. I'm sure that'll be a popular thought now. People are look. Yankee fans wanted Cashman and Boone out last year. They're going to want him out again this year. I just don't get, and we've had a, a bunch of callers so far this morning call up and say that they want Boone out but not Cashman. How does that work exactly? How could you want one, not the other out? They kind of are joined at the hip. Mitchell's calling from Fort Lee. What's up, Mitchell? Oh, good morning, Sal. Okay, Sal, get, let's get to the Yankees. We don't have much time left. You, for, for your first question, you just said, why would people want Boone out and keep Cashman? I'll tell you why. Boone last night should have taken Cortez out. He was injured. He left him in too long. He was up a three-run homer. That's the end of that. Okay, that's number one. Cashman, if 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 Cashman, if if, um, if Mr. Steinbrenner said to, uh, to Cashman, thank you very much, we're going to go a different way, Cashman would have a job tomorrow with a new team. It's not Cashman's fault, like I told you before, Sal. It's the Yankee team. Mitchell, they, he built they, they, this they, team. He built this Sal, team. But, but Sal, the first half of the season, the Yankees had the best record in baseball. And Sal, It was a farce. It was a farce. Oh, the they weren't that good. What do you mean? You think they were that good? You think this team was 98 Yankee good? No way. Never. But Sal, but you, Sal, you lost two. You lost you lost to LeMayu. You lost uh, your left fielder. And you lost two big people in the bullpen in, in relief that, was, uh, that destroyed the Yankees. Michael King was a big part of that team. and, and so we, He's we been out two. half the year, we, Michael King. Yeah, yeah but Sal. Sal, that was a big part of the team. The part that Cashman made a mistake was he should have wanted to get Schreiber, so another lefty bat in there would have been a big difference for the team because they don't have enough lefty bats in the team and, and how it was. But Oh, you got but, Donaldson, oh, though. Donaldson and IKF. Okay, but but hold on. But we got away. We took that away, so we got away with Sanchez behind the plate. So we upgraded behind the plate. We got a better one, but he but he didn't do the job anyway because in the playoffs he did nothing. He went one for uh, – I don't know. Yeah, but he was, so he was, was an all-star. The, he was an all-star the first half of the year. That's why I say it was a okay. farce. The Yankees had Trevino. They had Carpenter. Those guys were helping carry this Yankee team along with Aaron Judge, obviously. It was a farce. They were never that good. Okay, they weren't great, but Sal, you can't tell me a team that had the best record in baseball the first half of the year, and they're playing everything. You're going to tell me it was just coincidence that the Yankees' first half of the season was a complete coincidence and nothing else was going to happen to that team. Is that what you're saying? No, I think I think they played over their head, Mitchell, and thank you for the call. I don't think they were ever as good as the way that they started those first couple of months. And things leveled out a little bit. They weren't as bad as they played in July and August either. They were somewhere in between. But I didn't think the Yankees were going to be great coming into the year anyway because of the lack of moves that they made in the offseason. You know, the other thing with Cashman... He kept doubling down on Sanchez. He kept doing it on Torres at short in particular. At some point, we look at Gleyber Torres and say, hey, you know what? I don't think he's going to be what we thought he was going to be. Gleyber had a strong finish to his year and ended up having 24 home runs. And he had a very strong September. But he's nowhere near the hitter that he was in 2018 and 2019. And he has stunk in the postseason. Period. Judge, a disappointing postseason. What's the reason for fall-off in performance from regular season to postseason? There's got to be a way that the Yankees can address that. 
And maybe it's by building a more balanced team with different philosophy, with different type players. And the bottom of the order was supposed to be more contact guys, but it's too weak. Bottom line is they have a lot of work to do because they've regressed from 2017. Seven games with the Astros in 2017, six in 2019, and they got swept away now in 2022. The Astros have pulled away and widened the gap. So what's next for the Yankees? All right, that does it for us. Thanks to everybody who listened. I appreciate it. Thanks to everybody who called. I also appreciate that. We'll be back on later on tonight, I think, at 2 a.m. We'll do plenty of football and you know more off-season stuff for both the baseball teams. But we turn our attention to New York football. Thanks to Fleeks for his help. As always, good to have him back. We'll see you tomorrow at 2 a.m. The warm-up show with Alan Silo is up next. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. WFNN.